The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Ogbayani and Paul Brecht. Welcome to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM, AM 760 and com. Be sure you can text us throughout the show or whenever, even when you're listening to the podcast version. If you have something to say or you've got a question, feel free to text us at 808-888-KGU1. That's 808 808- Eight 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 five four eight one, and follow us on social media at High Sports Radio. Woo! Those weather. I'm sorry, I just got distracted. <laughs> it, it seemed like it, my drive here was actually not that gloomy, and now that I look outside, I'm like, oh wow, it just got gloomy outside of this den all of a sudden. Oh well, fortunately, it's always bright in the den as we're rocking and oh, rolling, always, uh, and just got a little brighter. We are pretty much confirmed. We always talk about our in-studio guests here on you know HSRN and especially on this show. So working to get a little bit more guests. By the way, coming up on the show, we'll talk some NFL that we'll get to in just a little bit. Some college football news. And then also um, some UH and HPU men's and women's basketball talk to finish, close out the second half of the show. But I want to tell you about all the fun things coming up, including... Um, efforting some in-studio guests, we will, I'll triple confirm on Thursday, but for now, University of Hawaii baseball head skipper Rich Hill is set to join us on Friday morning. Woo! So that's going to be fun. I know, I didn't know we were going to nab him that quickly because I know these coaches get really busy. Well, (laughs) we still need that sound effect. I'm like looking at my my sound effect (laughs) board now and it's like, I got... <laughs> I guess that that's, works. That's going to have to do for today. <laughs> so Rich Hill is uh, slated to join us on Friday morning live. And so if you guys have any questions, and we'll mi- remind you throughout the week, if you guys have any questions for him, you can text that in as well or go ahead and start texting us. It's, it's perfectly fine. And then next week, I don't know the date quite yet, but next week we should have associate head football coach, the new associate head football coach at the University of Hawaii and linebackers coach, Chris Brown, will also join us in in studio. However, that one, because he has associate head coaching duties and we're just gearing up for spring practice, you know, kind of important part of the year for these coaches, it won't be necessarily live. So full disclosure, but you will be able to hear it during this slotted portion of our show so if you guys have questions you would have to text it in ahead of time but we'll keep you uh posted but you know kind of busy his mornings get a little um you know get, they, 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 they kind of got stuff to do sometimes i guess you know, january 29th spring ball starts so Whatever, i guess and then you have national letter of intent on in february so i guess he's excused but whew, we're rocking and rolling people and today Tonight, anyways, we have OIA Girls Basketball, our last broadcast of the regular season before we get into the championship games in a couple of weeks. So we will bring you Kahuku at Kaiser at 7 o'clock p.m., Kyle Galdera and Michael Lescaro on the call. <sighs> a lot of stuff. Thursday, we got HPU. Saturday, we got HPU. We got a lot of stuff going on. All right. Now, 
getting into our NFL talk, but I just want to make sure everyone's aware of all the awesomeness that's coming up. Uh, all right, so we'll get into the games that happened yesterday. Uh, kind of a little bit of a surprise, as we mentioned before. We didn't. We'll start with the Bills Steelers game, as we were kind of alluding to with the Bills, similar to with the Cowboys. It's like you just don't know which team is going to show up. Fortunately for the Bills, they showed up. Josh Allen faking a slide, but you know what? That's not either there, here or there. Um, <laughs> Bills come out on top 31-17 over the Steelers, and the and Buffalo was actually the 10-point favorite, so easy cover. But probably the highlight of that entire matchup was the postgame <laughs> comment that happened with Mike Tomlin with a reporter basically saying or starting her question with, you have one year left on your contract. And he's like, nope. And, and he, he said, walks I have off. Zero question <laughs> answers left for you. Because yeah. this was the end after their whole post game, like scrum with coach, head coach of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin. And I just love how he's like, nope. But Paul and I sing his praises every single, like, it feels like all the time on this show because he's a good coach. He barely gets anything. And after we saw what kind of head case Antonio Brown is, you're like, man. Mike Tomlin was able to control that guy and get the best play out of that guy for how long? And the Steelers were awesome. And they still, I mean, they make it to the playoffs. Paul, Paul, Paul sent Mike and I, Michael and I a meme about like, <laughs> it's hard to explain the picture, but it's from the office. But hey, NFL playoffs, I'd love to be a part of it someday. <laughs> I'll post it on my social media for the beautiful people But it's people so true. And the Steelers consistently are competitive. Yes, they haven't won the playoff game in a while. But come on, you're making it to the playoffs. You're competitive. At least you have something to cheer for. I think Mike Tomlin does an amazing job. Selfishly, I'm sure a lot of teams would be like, yeah, the Steelers should get rid of him because then any other team, including a bunch of vacancies that we've been talking about, are open with Carolina, Washington, Raiders asterisk chargers potentially asterisk because jim harbaugh did interview for that job falcons another asterisk because bill belichick interviewed for that job the titans patriots i mean you have like all of these openings and i'm sure any of those teams would be like hmm, mike tomlin is available you want to trade for mike tomlin he does have one more left on his contract but this is where if the steelers want to go ahead and trade him or he does you know doesn't work for a year all that stuff right there are plenty of routes to go I think it would be incredibly dumb for the Steelers to let him go for a lot of the reasons like you said I mean there are a lot of teams who would kill for the stability that he Mm -hmm. brings to an organization I understand Steelers fans frustrations over the past seven seasons just one playoff win and for a historic franchise I understand why you look at that and you just say that's just not good enough But the truth of the matter is the quarterback play just hasn't been good enough. And I mean this with all due respect, and obviously Kenny Pickett can sling it better than I can, as can Mason Rudolph and all of these guys who make the NFL. Exactly. All the NFL guys can throw the ball better than I can. That being said, the last true quarterback that Tomlin had was Ben Roethlisberger. And with the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger, they were still a very good team. (laughs) And again... The head case that is Antonio Brown that, that nobody kept knew, everything nobody realized Pandora's box. Yeah, nobody realized he was that much of a head case. He, he had like his few things here and there where he there recorded are egos in the locker for room. Every single 
but it wasn't until player. he left the Steelers that you're like, oh, okay, this is going on. This brother's on. crazy. Yeah, it, this, this is what's really going on. Speaking of crazy. What does that even match with? We got Thria to the NFL. Talia just announced he's uh, he's entering his name into the NFL draft. Uh, he did, I remember a few weeks ago, talk a little bit about trying to get his, uh, whatchamacallit, his, his another year of eligibility oh, yeah, yeah. in college. But, Tua, got a little brother coming on, oh, on the way. Interesting. And you, USC quarterback Caleb Williams officially declared for the NFL draft yesterday, and now Taulia Tango-Vailoa either didn't get that extra year or didn't like their option, so headed to the oh, NFL wow. draft as well. So it's because, um, and this is per Pete Thamel, Former Maryland quarterback Talia Tagovailoa's waiver for an additional year of eligibility has been denied, despite uh, Nick Saban and Alabama writing a strong plea to the NCAA in his support. Uh, so now he will begin training for the upcoming NFL draft, enters his name into that uh, the pool as he needs to do. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think since he's graduating. And now uh, another... Another... To it. I jokingly call him Thria to, to the uh, NFL. Thria, which I, I remember when they were playing here, there a lot of times people would say that he was the he was better than his brother. So we will see if that will translate to the NFL. We'll see how true that really is. <laughs> we talked about it before. Well, we were getting to it yesterday, and I want to get into it on this show as well, probably coming up in the next segment uh, with the whole quarterback play because we didn't dive into the details of what could potentially happen for Tua Tagovailoa and going back to the Steelers. Oh. I mean, they need a quarterback. Clearly, they don't That's know what's I going on over there. So there's a <laughs> lot of teams. And then when you look at the other game with the Eagles and Buccaneers, I mean, who would have thought that would come? Baker Mayfield having the resurgence. I do think something is still wrong with Jalen Hurts, however. But Buccaneers, give them all the credit. 32-9. to nine. Tampa was the three-point dog heading into that game easily winning straight up and we talked about Mike Tomlin at the Steelers I mean Todd Bowles man he's another one that he has done I'm if you were to say like they would you know make it past the well one that they would even make it into the playoffs two that they would make it past the wild card round and beat the Eagles without Tom Brady and you're like with Baker Mayfield who fortunately for him and this is how I hope a lot of these newer quarterback uh, contracts are figured out when they it's time to resign so we don't have a Daniel Jones situation is that you know Baker Mayfield he gets like a $250,000 bonus now and so there's all these, these incentives built within the contracts of these quarterbacks and it's not uncommon we see it all the time with especially like receivers running backs and whatnot uh, we saw it what was the other one um, with I think it was a uh, edge well, Chris Jones just Chris got a Jones, sack. That's the one, and he uh, got to a go bonus, double digits for that's the what, season. So we've seen and it I think on it was the, a million dollar bonus, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so we've seen it on the defensive end. I wanna, I hope we start seeing a, a correction when it comes to the quarterback contracts, which I feel like we will, because of what we've seen in recent time with. Yeah, like I said, Daniel Jones getting that much money. I feel and, bad. I always pile on him, but he really is the example. Well, all, I mean, all of them, except for the only ones that seem to be worth so far their money. Well, Patrick Mahomes, you're getting for cheap, really. The Kansas City Chiefs lucked out. You're getting Patrick Mahomes for cheap. Lamar Jackson has proven his worth so far so good. And uh, but, but for the most part, everyone else, you're like, eh, 
Jalen Hurts has to tier three quarterback is going to yeah. still cost you four upwards of forty million dollars at look, this point. Jalen Hurts, curse of the big contract. Because I, like I said, I still don't think he's a hundred percent healthy no, no, in no, this no, game. Not. So that's unfortunate for the Eagles. Jason Kelsey announced his retirement as well. The uh, other brother of the Kelsey brothers that maybe some of our Swifty fans out there are somewhat familiar with. That hey. I'm sure he's doing just fine now that the podcast is like number one. His jersey sales took off as well, along with his brother, Travis. So he's a lineman. He's he's the trench guy. Your body takes a crazy amount of beating. So good for him. 36 years old. You know, enjoy time with the family. I think his wife just had another baby at the beginning of last year. So enjoy the time with his daughters. And yeah, like I said, he's he's built his own brand with his brother, with the help of Taylor Swift. And able to retire and not take that much of a beating and just enjoy your time with the kids so on top of that Eagles Buccaneers game Jason Kelsey announced his retirement which he's been a staple with the Philadelphia Eagles so it'll be interesting how they replace him fortunately he is a Super Bowl champion even though he not a two-time because he had lost to his brother and the Kansas City Chiefs but for the most part that's another big thing when it comes to the Eagles organization and we'll see what happens with them but Man, the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. I mean, Baker Mayfield, you could argue that he has had one of the most unstable starts to an NFL career for an NFL quarterback. Maybe ever. I mean, he's had, what, eight different coaches in the first six years of his career. Uh, if you count the interim coaches as well, they I think they showed it in a graphic last night too. If I saw it in passing, I mean, the guy had to play for Cleveland. So. Well, he played for Cleveland. He played a, a year ago. He was playing scout D line oh snaps gosh. for the Carolina Panthers, and then, then he gets traded to the Rams. In you know what, twenty less than twenty four <laughs> hours, he learns enough to help win them a game. So, uh, continuing an awesome storyline of what Baker Mayfield's resurgence has been and then yes obviously Jason Kelsey announcing his retirement officially after the game you saw him talking to the Eagles offensive line Mm -hmm. coach Jeff Stoutland who if you are a fan of the New Heights podcast you'll hear Jason talk about Stout a lot on there and it, it seemed to be an emotional conversation in that moment I actually remember turning to my fiance and saying how I'm like oh I I think this might actually be done. And she was like, I told you that at the beginning of the game. Uh, she said, if she, which to give her credit, she did say at the beginning of the game, I think Jason will uh, <laughs> retire if they lose. But um, yeah, a, a key cog and a mainstay in Philadelphia. And I, it just continues the trend of what we've seen over the past week of these key cogs in organizations and football finally taking a step Mm-hmm. away whether it be Pete Carroll in Seattle, Bill Belichick in New England, now Jason Kelsey at the player level in Philadelphia. I mean Nick Saban obviously at the college level and whatnot. It's a lot of greats are moving on and like I said, greats, Jason Kelsey the fifth center in NFL history with at least six all-pro selections. The other four are all in the Hall of Fame. Ooh. So take that as you will. <laughs> all right, when we come back we will continue our NFL talk. Look look ahead to the futures odds, get you some of the get you the times and dates for the divisional round and of course the matchups and taking a look at the draft order as we are starting to see more of the draft order set. 
because people like, you know, Paul and I have already been looking forward to the NFL draft for a while now. So we will be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani and Paul Brecht. It's like one of the OG, like, I remember when TikTok was just kind of getting big. It was like the TikTok yep. dance. <laughs> that's all it reminds me of is like, doo doo. I think that's like the one time I saw some of my friends, like, trying us, to do one. Us millennial age people post on TikTok like five years ago when we're, you know, still in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't see anybody post their videos. I can't believe TikTok's been around as long as it like it has been at this point. Because oh, yeah. I sit here and I I remember Musical.ly, which TikTok was before. Uh, and then, then yeah, obviously and then it was like, purchased by TikTok. Now you have like Get Ready With Me and Go and To Work With Me Vine and all that stuff. Back oh in my the day. gosh, Vine like, was super quick. That feel, that's still, to me, Vine feels like, you know, five years ago. Vine is probably what? Is that fifteen Maybe. now? Yeah, because I'm like while. I'm getting old. I keep having this conversation. Oh I'm gosh. starting to get old. Whatever. Well, that's the thing. I'm starting to get old, Koo. I'm not really old responsible. yet. Hey, that's also fair. When it's I was your crazy. age. When I was your age. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oof. Uh, the time. The time's flying, Koo. Hopefully, it flies a little bit quicker so we can get to the I'll NFL tell you draft. What my mom t- I'll tell you what my mom told me. After you passed. 25 it goes really oh, it fast. goes so fast so enjoy your last year that you have till you get to 25. take me to the nfl draft first, oh my though. gosh all right so before we get into some of the nfl draft stuff so now that the wild card round is set and the matchups are set ooh, football. so ooh, football so we got a couple of games the splits on saturday and sunday oh i love this i love having saturday football okay so first game of the divisional round will be Saturday at 11.30 on the ESPN family of networks. So ESPN ABC or ESPN Plus will be Texans-Ravens, which that will be a very interesting um, game. I'm curious to see what C.J. Shroud is able to do against the top Ravens team. And the Texans defense are no pushovers so far. So I kind of, I'm, I'm really excited to see this game. So that game's at 11.30 for the AFC. And in the NFC, a 3.15 on Fox on Saturday. Packers, Niners. Niners, do not let me down. Oh, I should go back. Ravens, by the way, favored by nine over the Houston Texans. Uh, the 49ers and the Packers. The 49ers, obviously the favorite, still favored by nine and a half as well. Oh. These get scared. I hate when it gets more than a touchdown. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those, like, it's either going to be really close or, like, a blowout like we've seen, like, the Bills game. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Easy cover. Do we want to do a mulligan for our picks? Oh, we should have done it when the playoffs started. We should have, but I sit here. Although and, my team, well, I have one of my teams still in there. You do, but I sit, like, I sit here and it's like, the, the start of the year we started with 32 teams, right? Now we're down to eight in the divisional round. Math tells me that goes from 100% to 25% of the teams, which means I can somehow, you know, make my way to. Let's, let's to do Santa. it. Let's do it tonight when we. Oh, get I to, was yeah. I was the, gonna say not bands, right now when the band's together and we can get everybody's picks down. <laughs> planning, planning the the future shows Since on the shows. Since everyone's 
pretty much blown up so far. Yeah, <laughs> so, wow, crazy. The NFL, <laughs> the script writers did not send us the script before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see if Kyle picks the Packers to beat the Niners this week, but I don't think so. The Niners host, and the Niners are like the most, probably the most complete team, especially offensively. They're just like unstoppable, barring any injuries. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it should not happen. But the Niners, nine and a half point favorite. And then on Sunday, the NFC Divisional Playoff, the Buccaneers and the Lions. <laughs> that is something I did not have on my bingo card in a divisional round in the beginning of the season. So the Lions and the Bucks, Detroit, the six and a half point favorite. And again, since the Cowboys, who are the second seed, had lost, uh, the Lions are now the second highest seed so they get to have another home game hosting the Buccaneers 10 a.m. on NBC and then last but not least we get Bill's Chiefs and there here we go where the Chiefs you know finished so low on the AFC side that they are not even hosting the Bills will be the home team uh Bill so Bill's Chiefs and Buffalo is actually the two and a half point favorite as we saw this past weekend Got quite a lot of dogs that were able to win in the wild card. So uh, who will be? It's weird to see the Chiefs as the underdog, but I guess the Bills, they would definitely be my quote unquote upset, even though it wouldn't feel like an upset if they win. So it's the it's the Tom Brady of it all with Patrick Mahomes. You of don't like, bet against against them. Uh, right. Until they lose, until you see them lose, it's hard to do. But. I'm going to go through the games one by one on my end. Texans-Ravens, I agree, is a fun matchup. It's similar almost to last week where I, I feel like I really should be able to confidently pick the Ravens. They're at home. They've been phenomenal. They have the league MVP in Lamar Jackson. They had a first-round bye. They're bring, they have a rookie quarterback coming into their house. Like Everything feels like it's Ravens. And yet, and yet, I still have this thought from a couple of years ago where they lost to the Titans in the first round after a phenomenal year. And I think that was Lamar's last MVP campaign as well. So I have that in the back of my mind where I'm still going to pick the Ravens to win that game. But as you were getting at, that nine-point spread I'm like, is I'm saying, bonkers. Give me that nine, please. Uh, right. Thank you very much. Free money on my end. <laughs> uh, Packers 49ers, all respect to our Kyle Galdera. We've seen this script written before a hundred times in the playoffs. The Packers beat the living daylights out of the Cowboys in the first round, only to then get the break speed off of them by the 49ers. Then the Niners end up choking in the NFC Championship game, no. only to lose... And see the NFC represented by somebody else. There you go. I just told you how the next few weeks are going to go. You're welcome, beautiful people. The Buccaneers-Lions, that's a super fun matchup. I really think that the Lions almost have a team of destiny type of feel this year. Where it's like, you know, obviously lovable losers for so long, blah, blah, blah. Everybody loves Dan Campbell, it seems like. At this mm-hmm. point, like, Dan Campbell is America's coach. Mm-hmm. And... I don't you know. guys have been listening to the show for the last couple of years. You yeah, know, know, I've been a fan say, forever. Who has been? Even, even pre-Paul days, I've been like, Dan Campbell. I wish Dan Campbell was the Bears coach. Who <laughs> has absolutely been pushing the Dan Campbell train longer than <laughs> I think anybody that I know. I think because he reminds me of like my dad. 
He's just like fired up all the time. That's like, fair. Arr! And then <laughs> I, I look at the Bucks and I feel bad because Todd Bowles, you just said how he's like, he's done a great job and he really, really has. And it, you know, they're similar. They're playing with house money and whatnot. And mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, he really is Dane. Like he, we joke about, oh, he's got that dog. And like, you want to talk about someone who's actually got some dog in them? Like the Baker, wolf. Baker actually goes in each he week. Eats dogs, and I'm like, I legitimately am like, that guy's gonna come through and make plays in the big time moments. That said, it's been thirty plus years of pain for Lions fans and for the Lions franchise. <laughs> I feel bad because that pain is about to be taken out on the Buccaneers this upcoming weekend. I think. That said, we finally get to the Bills Chiefs. The Chiefs have to hit the road in the playoffs for the first time since 2015. First time in Patrick Mahomes' career he's not going to play a home playoff game in the <clears throat> pardon me, in this round. And the Bills, I mean, how long have their fans been begging to get the Chiefs at their place oh in the playoffs gosh. ever since that phenomenal overtime game back and forth a few seasons ago and now they finally got their wish. With the change in the overtime rules. With the change in the overtime rules. And Josh Allen playing at an MVP type of level. He started to figure it out this second half of the season after Sean McDermott. Uh, never mind. Uh, and Fake slide. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and uh, Look it up, everyone. The fake slide that happened yesterday that got him. What was it? Did he get in the end zone on that play? I, I believe forgot. he ended up scoring, yeah. Sure. Um, and... The Bills, they've just been rolling, man. And at the end of the day, I don't think both Kelseys are going out in back-to-back weekends. I'm taking the Chiefs on the road despite being the dog. Quote-unquote. Again, one of the upsets that probably won't be an upset. Looking ahead at the futures now that all these teams got eliminated, no surprise the 49ers are still the favorite at plus 175, followed by the Ravens at plus 275. Bills are 5-1, to one. Chiefs 7-1. to one. Lions nine to one, and then it it's like a huge uh, difference with the Packers and Bucks at twenty eight to one, and then the Texans are all the way at the bottom at thirty to one. So take that how you must. Looking ahead at the uh, draft order, some of the we've talked about the top ten before, but looking at. 11, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Well, Baltimore they still have the asterisks over there, but. A lot of quarterback talk. Al Paul mentioned to kind of start off the show, Talia Tango-Vailoa has declared for the NFL draft. Caleb Williams declared yesterday officially. And we should start to see more and more. And we talked about pretty much every single team in the top 10 needs a quarterback except probably the LA Chargers. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have a backup, but they definitely don't need to waste their number five overall pick on a quarterback. But other than that, you know, Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Bears again, and the Jets all need quarterbacks. Except, yeah, if you're if you're talking about money on the books, you know, obviously Giants probably wouldn't want to get a quarterback, but Daniel Jones is not the answer, unfortunately, for them. However, every single team. And we're gonna go through this really quick just so all of where everyone's kind of aware. So 11, we got the Vikings, Broncos, Raiders, Saints, Colts, Seahawks, Jags, Bengals, Rams, Steelers, Dolphins, Eagles, the Houston Texans from Cleveland. And at 24, you got the Dallas Cowboys. And then the rest will be figured out as we go through this week. So, my gosh, 
it's NFL draft time. Caleb We're Williams. Putting together the puzzle. Although I am a little disappointed at the um, mock draft by the athletic because I feel like the Bears need to figure out a way to get both Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. The athletic has Caleb Williams. Have to do one of those Texans trades from last year. Yeah. They got they have Caleb Williams going to the Bears at number one. The Commanders getting Paul's favorite Drake May from North Carolina. He's gonna be a superstar. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Although he's going to the Commanders, so. unless he goes to the Patriots, then we'll he sucks. <laughs> he's terrible if he goes to New England. The mock draft has Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the New England Patriots, so that better not bust. happen. <laughs> yeah, then he'll be a bust. If it comes to the Bears, it'll be all good. Uh, Cardinals actually <laughs> projected to take wide receiver Malik Neighbors out of LSU. It's not but, crazy. Neighbors would probably be yeah. wide receiver one in any other class with you know not Marv in it. See, this is a good one for the Chargers. Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia, because again, they don't need a quarterback. They need more weapons. I know the term generational gets thrown a lot or around a lot. He is a generational tight end, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Odunze, the wide receiver that we fell in love with from Washington. Jet. Giants, sorry. Ooh. The other New York team. Garrett Wilson literally commented <laughs> on his Instagram post, J-E-T-S, by oh, the way. Oh, no. Uh, the Titans would get Joel Alt, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Interesting. That, I guess. <laughs> this is not shaping up well for yeah. me. <laughs> the Falcons with Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU. At number nine, again, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Dallas Turner, edge out of Alabama. Hmm. And the New York Say Jets. It. Olu. Yes, Bring him Olu home. Pashanu, offensive tackle out of Penn State. As soon as I heard the Bears didn't take him at nine, I knew that's oh, where no. Dane Brugler was going to go. Then you have the Vikings taking Layatu Latu. Oh, dang it. I love that guy. I love edge Layatu Latu, but he also had a, his career was medically over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two seasons ago, I think it was. There is a risk there. He is supremely talented. And I don't throw yeah, that word around why. lightly. Supremely talented. Which is why I kind of cringe seeing him go to a divisional team of the Bears. So that's why I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to see him go to there. But that being said, a college player being forced to medically retire yeah. two seasons ago and then to come back from that. One, awesome. Great for him. Tough guy. Two, Scares me away as a drafting team. Mm-hmm. In that case, Vikings can probably have them. I don't know. We'll definitely dive into it. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll closer, have a far bigger conversation. Do an entire draft. show on the NFL draft when we get closer down uh, to draft day. But when we come back, we are going to switch it up and go to University of Hawaii basketball on Wake Up in the Den. Wake up in the den with Kuwale Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautiful list of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Dead, Kule Akbayani, and Paul Brecht, who lost the impromptu bet so that you guys, you got the Orlando Magic song because both our teams, the Magic and the Knicks, played yesterday, and the Magic's won. Actually, I'm personally surprised that they beat the Knicks. So it, I'm, it when I saw it, I, I wasn't able to like track the game too much throughout the day, but when I saw the final, I was like, woohoo! Play the song. 
I watched very intently, actually. <laughs> um, and the Knicks had a chance. It was funny. It was actually something that we've seen with our University of Hawaii men's basketball team. Knicks had a chance to go to the line. Two important free throws from their best oh, player, no. Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson missed the game with, I think, a calf contusion. He has some sort of calf injury. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Deuce McBride played phenomenal in his um, in his absence. Had like 19 points or something. He's been great since the, the trade. That said, Julius Randle at the line missed two free throws. Uh, so instead of tying and or taking the lead for the Knicks, the Knicks stayed down. The Magic, Paolo Boncaro, just he continues what a phenomenal year he's had. Might be an all-star and end up closing a game out 98-94 inside the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. So, yes, my friend Ku wins the impromptu <laughs> bet that I think we put together after yesterday's yeah. show. Um, and you guys got to hear that song, though. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. We'll get my next my next fan song on here sometime. <laughs> I don't know when. I'll find time. I'll <laughs> Play find a way. That song. Either Orlando way. Mag- Orlando Magic not doing too good right now though. They're like at eight. I think they've been going They're, through some injuries yeah. though, right? Because yeah, Franz been... Wagner didn't play last night yeah. either. And yeah. You know, so that's why I said, you know, Jalen Brunson didn't play, but that's not an excuse because whatever. And the Knicks are only just ahead of the Magic right now in the standings. The Eastern Eastern Conference. Conference. Well, the Eastern Conference is so stacked together in those seats, like three through 12. It reminds me of the Big West, in fact, where you look and every single team is stacked on top of each other, so close with one another. And honestly, everyone on any given night can beat one another. And I'm talking both in the NBA and in the Big West Conference. <laughs> and in the Big West for our men's basketball team, we will get to first women as we really harp on, you know, leading the Big West Conference. The men are about middle of the pack right now. Actually, middle, bottom, I guess. Uh, just behind UC Irvine, UC San Diego, who are undefeated in conference play. Uh, you have UC Davis and CSUN with one loss apiece. Santa Barbara and Long Beach State both at 3 and 3 and then Hawaii at 2 and 3 in the Big West but last week they dropped one to UC Irvine 50 to 60 fortunately was able to come back and beat UC Riverside on Saturday 63-56 before we talk about the game here is what head coach Aron Gannat had to say immediately following their win over UC Riverside great win uh, proud of our guys uh, credit to UCR I thought they have been playing well we knew you know, a lot of teams a long journey. They're starting to find themselves, and they're playing well coming in. And um, I found their rotation where everybody's mixed. Some teams are mixing and matching still at this time. We are, they are. That was a really passionate game on the court. Uh, not much separation for most of the games. A lot of heart, a lot of physicality. Um, really awesome to be a part of. Um, I'm so happy for our guys. I don't know what else to say. I keep saying, like, nothing better as a coach and why you coach than to see your guys happy. And um, we've been working. I keep telling, I know I've been saying the other day, like, I'm sorry to say the same too on these press conferences, same issues today. I don't think I have to, but obviously that's just a step. We have to continue to be consistent. But our guys, through ups and downs, this group has not shown one iota of fragmenting at all. They, they hurt. You know, when we're not getting done, they, they're pleasers, they want to be good. I think I've been saying it's our best commodities, the student athletes we have, our staff, those guys, our fans. Our fans are incredible today again. You could feel their presence. 
Um, we, we know we have work to do, um, but they are working. And today was a big step for us, both in you know coming out on the victorious side and also you know 18 for 21 from the line, six for six from the line late. Um, you know, I thought the buying into shifting to a zone where you have to work as hard or harder in the zone than man. Um, you know, the other part of our progression was, like I've said, we missed some good looks. And in the past, we started to try to do it on our own, which isn't really like us. The intention is to get us back, but it's not really like us. And today was the same in that regard. We had, I can't tell you how many open looks we got. And in the second half, we continue to share and play together. And they deserve it. So, um, and then obviously breaking through in a close game. Um, I'm just so proud of our guys. I, I, I know I'm going to keep saying it, but they're incredible. I mean, they're biggest hearts. And I'm so happy for them, man. Enjoy it. Well, you talked Thursday night after the game about you know, maybe switching things up and then uh, personnel-wise and uh, Akira. Out of my word. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Akira um, struggled early on, and then when he when he did get moments, so the, he kind of rolled the dice, putting him in in key moments here, and he came through. So, how big was that? To, to see oh, it's him? big. I mean, we've been struggling from three, surprisingly, and he's one of our best shooters. And as you guys know, he's pretty process oriented too, and his attitude's been great. And you know, we're, we're, to get this thing done, what we want to do, we need everybody. And some guys maybe didn't have theirs today in some of the minutes, but they will in the future, and they got to stay with it, and they will. I mean, the guys who haven't been playing starting to give us a left Cody, the other day, and they've been great teammates. And the guys, sometimes the roles switch, and sometimes it doesn't. Everybody's going to be ready to go, but they continue to support each other. How They're crazy on the bench for each other. So, you know, you're happy for him to have the moment. He certainly wants some breakthroughs on the floor. He had two big threes. He probably wishes he had the third one back at the top of the key, but thought he was good defensively. He competed. Um, he's got a bright future. I think we've got some young guys who have bright futures and, you know, having them on the floor will help them. Having them succeed when they're on the floor will help them. Um, you know, I just, I think that's what we need moving forward. What made that uh, moment late in the game when you went to the zone? Did you have just have a gut feeling on? Like, okay, now's, now's the Well, I think it's been coming for us as the year's gone along. You've seen us, uh, use it at times yeah. and so I think um, we've been working on it more and then you know um, the way they were one the way we were guarding and we're really good defensively but we were getting really hit on point of attack defense so we felt that we can shift to the zone and coach Montgomery does a great job with our defense as was um, a big part of that and um, you know I think the combination of us working on it and having it ready and the way they were attacking us uh, in ball screens and one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and then because we were succeeding with it, the guys were working their tail off in the zone. Uh, we stuck with it. And that was UH men's basketball head coach Aron Ganat following Hawaii's 63-56 win over UC Riverside. Oh, Paul, the zone! <laughs> You don't say. I can't believe. Like, when I saw that, and then the fact that, and I wanted to end that. There, there's more and stuff, and we'll probably put it up later. But the fact that it got asked, and it, and I wanted to end that little uh, um, clip for you guys in the zone. Because if, I mean, technically we do have cameras in here. But if the cameras were on, 
I kid you guys not. We were in studio talking about Hawaii men's basketball running the zone. And Paul and I were putting like our basketball like coaching caps on. And we're like, oh, yeah, if they do like the zone like this. And we were like, it's so it made really me, funny. It made me chuckle when I saw it in real time and it thought it made me think of us. And then the fact that it got asked and he addressed it, I was like, you don't say the zone. We can coach D1 basketball, Paul. Good job. <laughs> good job, coach. Yeah, look at us go, you know, co-assistant or co- <laughs> co-head coaches, right? Or, or something like that. No, uh, it was very nice to see the zone be and played, it though. Worked. Well, it and worked that's why them. it was nice to see you, right, where... It was proof of concept because you're right. We were in here. We were chit chatting about okay, you know what? What could we maybe change up right now? Because obviously, as just like you, beautiful people, we don't have all the answers. Yeah, and we're not in the the day in and day out just like the players and coaches are. So we we think of little tactical things as best we can, and we're like okay, well. Maybe maybe switching up between I know our man to man defense is phenomenal. Yeah. But also tossing in a zone every once in a while just to kind of keep a, an opposing offense out of rhythm so that they can't just come down. Okay. Oh, we know Hawaii's going to run man every single mm-hmm. defensive possession, and it was really funny, like you said. Just I mean, it, it, maybe I I joke all the time with my friends. Oh, all I have to do is complain, and then things happen. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe all we needed to do was put on our coaching caps and and verbalize it into the ether, and it and it happened. Hawaii basketball shooting seventy five percent from three every game. Hawaii basketball shooting seventy five plus percent from the free throw line every game. Yeah. That that's Coach Koo's thing that she always harps on <laughs> is making your free throws, and Hawaii did shoot eighty. 5%, 18 for 21 from the free throw line. If they shot the way they have unfortunately been shooting from the charity stripe, they would probably have lost or it would have been grinding down to the very end. Jovan McClanahan fortunately showed up on the offensive side as well, leading the scoring with 14, followed by Noel Coleman with 10. We got to see Akita Jacobs come in at real time and not the garbage time, putting up a pair of threes on his own Some big threes too and when I was watching him like he looks a lot he's starting to get a lot more confident and I think putting him in during real game time it actually added to his confidence because he didn't look as timid as I thought he would going in when he did he was confident and especially defensively and you know when he puts up that wingspan it looks daunting for an opposing team because he's so incredibly long. And that's where we talk about something like the zone, depending on, obviously you got to play to your opponent as well. But when you have, you know, a player like Akita with that type of like taking up that much space, clogging up the lane with just his arms and his hands, but be able to also shoot on the, like from distance. He's exciting. I did like how they threw him in, in real time. And fortunately he proved himself now I don't think he'll work his way into the starting rotation anytime soon but I thought that was a really good showing this is first showing of getting into the game during real time and not garbage time at the end of the game even if he can just be a depth piece that comes off the bench and provides 10 to 12 minutes for a Justin McCoy to to get a breather for you know Orion yeah. Rap to get a breather and it gives you that shooting touch from long range but also, you don't lose any size. You mentioned it. He's so long, but he's also six foot eight yeah. as a freshman. And you know, people might wonder, like, oh, why doesn't why doesn't he get more playing time early on in the season? And 
I urge you to caution yourselves there mm-hmm. because the jump from high school basketball to college basketball, or the jump to Division One NCAA college basketball is a lot more than anybody really thinks it is. It takes some time and you need practice reps to get up and get that confidence to a point where you can go into a game and you're not just being thrown into baptism by fire. And that's what we saw here as Akira, like you said, knocks down two big-time threes, plays some nice defense, mm-hmm. and going forward, it wouldn't surprise me if we continue to see his minutes slowly tick up just a little bit more and more. That's somebody that Coach Gannat and this coaching staff has been very excited about the long-term prospects of Jacobs going forward. And I know he's already a, a fan favorite, so that doesn't hurt at all either if he gets in the playing time and see more fans start to come out and cheer for uh, Akita Jacobs. All right, got to step aside way up against the clock. We'll be right back to close it out on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Don't stop us now. Having a good time on Wake Up in the Den. Kukule Agbayani and Paul Brecht. Having such a good time, my headphones came out of the thing, so I can't hear myself right now. I there we that go. That was me yesterday <laughs> when I started the show without head uh, headset on. <laughs> good time. I'm such a huge like Queen fan. I can't believe I hadn't had more songs in there from Queen, especially that one. You're just gonna. Hey, it, sometimes yeah. the music just makes your bones want to wiggle, <laughs> and that is a song that makes your bones want to wiggle. And I hope uh, you guys are always having a good time with us, and we're definitely having a good time talking about some basketball. Uh, we were getting to, or we just got done recapping Hawaii's win, fortunately. It's one of those, right, long season, but you need to definitely, well, one, you want to win as many games at home. Ideally, when you go on the road, it will result in a split and hope that everything evens out at the end of the season. But win the games you need to win. As you mentioned last week, they did fall to UC Irvine 60-50, to but were able to bounce back and beat UC Riverside 63-56. I got to ask you real quick, Paul, though. I want to make sure we kind of touch on our friends at HPU as you were uh, out at a couple of the games last week because we do have HPU coming HBU basketball coming up on Thursday and Saturday on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, which we'll get probably dive into more of it on Thursday. Also, because Jesse Nakanishi and the men's basketball program is the featured program on Sharks Weekly on Thursday. But tell us a little bit uh, quickly about their couple of games last week. Heartbreaker against Art U. So obviously they dropped both this season against the uni- or, you know Art Academy of Art. Man, that Art was, U. That was tough. Um, but no, they, they ended up having a chance to tie it up right at the end there down 83-81 after Art drills a three-pointer with about 12 seconds left. Shot off the mark by Diggy Winbush, offensive rebound by Mai Dusenich, who gets fouled, heads to the free throw line, makes the first, misses the second with two <sighs> seconds remaining, and the Sharks end up falling inside the Shark Tank to Art U. But then, not a lot of time to hang their heads, they... Had to host Dominican just a couple of days later, and that they did. They jump out, uh, they're actually behind 13-5 early on there, and then all of a sudden just unconscious from three-point range, Charlie Weber, who has been starting in place of seven-foot-four Matthew Van Komen, who's been out the past three games with an injury, 
and uh, we'll see if he's able to return sometime within this next few uh, games here. But nonetheless, Charlie Weber, PacWest Player of the Week for his efforts, averaging 22.5 points per game in this past week, over 68% from the field, which is a crazy shooting percentage. Uh, just on fire, the ETSU grad transfer. And then Tyrese Terrell going 5 of 8 from 3-point range. 15 points. I believe that's more points than he had all season up to that point. Where I, I know that's a guy who had been kind of going through it uh, mentally. Trying to figure mm-hmm. out the struggles that basketball presents uh, after a, a transfer. And man, was it just nice to see him play with some with a smile on his face once again. So picking up a big-time win with some crazy three-point shooting against Dominican. Dominican did make a late push to try and come back, and, um, well, the Sharks, if, you, if you're able to go on our website, read Michael Lascaro's uh, recap of it. They doused that late comeback try to pick up a big-time win ahead of this week's in-Hawaii pod uh, matchup against Chaminade and UH Hilo, Ooh. which you can hear here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. It's going to be a fun week, and you'll have Paul Brecht with the play-by-play and Kyle, <clears throat> excuse me, Kyle Galdera with the assist this Thursday and Saturday. I will not be there on Thursday because I will be somewhere else, which we'll give you, I'll let you know a little later in the week where I will be on <laughs> Thursday's uh, game versus Chaminade, or Chaminade and HPU, but I will not be in attendance there. I'll be having my Taylor Swift era moment. Just saying. Taylor Swift, uh, Taylor era, Swift moment, era moment. All right. Before we wrap up the show, I want to make sure we give a shout out to University of Hawaii women's volleyball head coach Robin Almo, along with former UH player Heather Bowen, who have been voted as the 2024 USA Volleyball All-Time Great Female Indoor Athlete Award winners. Woo! <laughs> that was not planned. That's our own sound effects again. I was going to say, look at us go. <laughs> they will be inducted into the USA Volleyball's 2024 Hall of Fame annual banquet ceremony on May 22nd in Columbus, Ohio. So shout out to both, again, both former University of Hawaii women's volleyball players and Robin Amo, our head coach of our women's team, which... She's going to be another in-studio victim that we got to get lined up. All right. But we got to go for Paul Brecht. I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye.